This podcast is the result of my passion for languages and for talking to people. I have conversations with language professionals who are willing to share their experience. We focus on their work, but also on how their love for languages has shaped their personal lives. I started my career as a researcher in terminology, but I found my passion for working directly with clients when I lived in the United States and started working as a language consultant for global companies like Sony, Apple, and Google. When I came back to Europe, I was introduced to the world of LSPs, where I had multiple roles, project manager, vendor manager, and terminologist. Now that I am fully dedicated to my own projects, I provide language services in English and Portuguese, mentoring and consulting for the localization industry, and of course, I'm also a podcaster. Find out more on LinkedIn or Instagram and get in touch if you'd like to explore how I can help you with your projects. I am Rita Prazeres Gonçalves, the language worker. This podcast is also available on YouTube. Hi, everybody. He's really well known, I suppose. Maybe you don't know his face, but you definitely know his company. <laughs> Uh, so this is uh, Alfonso. Is it Gonzalez? I had I hadn't even noticed yes. that you're Gonzalez. I'm Gonzalves. People in the states called me Gonzalez, so I'm used to that. When I lived in Spain, I was Gonzalez. So it's like we're basically in the same. We have the same surname, pretty much, just slightly different versions. So he is the founder of Translust Stars. But before we get to Translust Stars and other things that he has going on. We're going to start uh, by just knowing a little bit who you are, and then we'll talk about your background and how we got here. So who are you? <laughs> That's the most difficult question. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, from, a, let's say, personal, uh, on, on a personal side, I'm a father of two, two I have two daughters. Uh, I'm happily married to a German translator, so everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everything is in the family. And um, yeah, I'm quite a familiar person, uh, quite a family person. Uh, I, I like to have a quiet life, things like that. So yeah, I have a normal life in the south of Spain where we have just moved from Germany. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and then on the on the professional side, my life is way more active. So no time to 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 be quiet for me. So um, yeah, I am uh, the localization manager um, for for a big company, for a big Swedish international company, Cinch. And um, then I also, as you as you said, I I founded Translate Stars and the Localization Management Academy. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and that's uh, that's what I do for for a living professionally. <laughs> yeah, that sounds all very simple, yeah. <laughs> but it's not obviously. So let's dive into the beginning of times. So mm -hmm. when you had to make that big decision of going to university, where am I going to study? Was it obvious? Was it not obvious? But I saw that your first BA, I suppose, I'm not sure if you have two BAs or two masters, but there's something there that is doubled, I guess. So uh, was it to become an, a Spanish teacher? Was that the case? No, how how no, did that start? No, maybe that no, was not the my, first one. <laughs> the, the, my, uh, well, in, in, in Spanish is like, well, licenciatura, it was mm -hmm. a five-year um, university degree, and it was on English uh, language and literature, translation, things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what I liked. Um, I was very lucky because my 
my parents could afford to send me to the U.S. when I was 13. So I wow. learned hmm. some English. And yeah, that, that yeah, somehow I, I started liking the uh, languages, learning languages and, and doing things with languages. And um, then I, when when I finished that degree, I wanted to continue with uh, with translation. So my first, ma I have four master's degree. And ah, my first that's where I mixed things up. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, my first master's degree was in um, audiovisual translation. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I enjoyed a lot uh, doing. And it was really nice. I worked for several years as a translator, translating movies, translating TV shows, oh. everything. Um, and 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 then I had uh, two um, degrees, two master degrees, one on 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 uh, on English as a foreign language as to to become a teacher, and mm -hmm. then as a foreign um, as a foreign language also to to become a teacher, and then another one in international business operations. So yes, to yeah to grow more, to upskill myself with with other with with other set of skills. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, most of my life I, I have been working with translation and or project management or localization management. That's what I also teaching at university. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's what I have done in my life. Yeah, that's it. Well, we're done. <laughs> yeah. No, so you, you finished. Let's start with the first round of college because I suppose these four masters didn't come all in a row and you were kind of able to understand as things went, what could come next and all of that. So I guess that's what happens when you have a lot of a lot a lot of masters, which is funny to me. <laughs> yeah. I know that there are a few people who have uh, multiple masters, but I don't know if four was was ever a number. Well, <laughs> four masters and then my PhD, the only thing that I didn't do was to to deliver the thesis. Oh, because, it's the same uh, here. I understand. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well then I, I got bored. I, I didn't have I mean, the the person who who was going to be like my tutor was mm -hmm. did encourage me to do things. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, in the end, I gave up. I mean, not his fault, my fault because I didn't do it. But but yeah, um, no. The 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 first part, the 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 first time I took this degree, this master's degree on on audiovisual translation, it was because I I love cinema, mm -hmm. uh, I love movies. And I said, okay, well, where can I put my knowledge and combine translation, something that I love, um, and and do something for a living? And then this audiovisual, uh, yeah, this audiovisual master, uh, audiovisual translation master degree came up. It was the second edition. Mm -hmm. Then actually, the people who organized it, they they founded Istrad, which is super fam famous yes. now. It's in Seville, so it's where I studied. Uh, so I was the second part of the second edition of this master's degree. Mm -hmm. It was really, really good. I had really great uh, teachers, professors, tutors there. So I learned a lot. And actually, it was one of those master degrees in which at the same time we were learning, mm -hmm. we were offered a job by SDI. Uh, because one of our tutors was working for them and they needed more people. Mm -hmm. So I was working while I was um, while I was studying the the degree, so that that was great, and I learned a lot, and I enjoyed it a lot. But then, yeah, as... so you guys in Spain, uh, well, I lived there, right? But I basically watched uh, I I watched everything, right? El Gran Hermano, 14 at the time. <laughs> Uh, La Voz, I watched everything in Spanish, right? So I didn't focus too much on foreign uh, shows. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Right. And when I watched those, obviously, I also watched them in English without subtitles. So I didn't yeah. think about this subject too much. So but yeah. when you say that you did your your master's in audiovisual um, translation and of course, <laughs> SDI, I know what they do. I've been there in the headquarters in California. Oh, okay. So um, they're they're now something else. You, you know, I suppose. You know, so yeah, I know a yeah. Japanese company acquired yeah, them. Exactly. But they like everybody and their mother knew a lot of my friends worked for SDI, I guess all the people that I know work for them. So they were like all over the place. But I always ask myself, so when you study this in Spain, particularly, and in, well, let's call it Spain. Let's stay there. No, no. <laughs> we don't need to go any further. So <laughs> what's the story? Because the truth is that you have a lot of dubbed uh, content, right? Which is not the case in Portugal. For yeah. us to have things dubbed uh, into European Portuguese is, I'd say, less than probably only things for children. And even mm. then, not always. But what we have is things uh, dubbed into Brazilian Portuguese or into Spanish, usually from South America. So this is, we, we buy these days those Turkish shows yeah. dubbed yeah. by Mexicans. I can hear them. So... <laughs> So what's the story? What kind of market do you have as a Spanish person living in Spain, working in the Spanish audiovisual? audiovisual? Is it based on subtitles or is it being very strong? How did you manage that day, stuff? Back in the day, it was. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was very strong for, as you as you are saying, we, we needed to translate the scripts for having. Mm -hmm. So that was a huge thing. And it's it still is mm -hmm. because... The, the situation has improved and changed a lot and, and um, an English proficiency is way better now in, in Spain, but it's mm -hmm. far from good or very good. So we still need the shows to be dubbed. And then yes. for some people, it's difficult. I'm thinking, for example, of my parents. Mm -hmm. They are literate people who can read different languages, but for them, it's difficult to be reading subtitles when, when they get to, to an age. So um, I also did a lot of subtitling. And nowadays, when when I was doing all these things, Netflix didn't exist, or at least as we know it nowadays. Definitely not. I I, I also lived close to their headquarters, <laughs> and I remember when they were they originally were a company that had red boxes that had DVDs in them in supermarkets, and you would just uh, I guess drop coins, something like that, pay with a credit card, something like this. I still remember those boxes. Definitely, at least until two thousand and eight or nine. So that's what they did before. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So at the time, those people who 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 were um, yeah, because I'm talking more or less that that year two thousand seven, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Mm. Yeah, they, I guess they were still not as we see yeah. them today for sure. They were just getting started. <laughs> yeah. So it was the the, the content that you could, um, the, well, of course, that you could load in your DVDs when you when you bought DVDs and mm -hmm. or. Extra content things like that so we did a lot of that and it it was and it is still nowadays a huge market i think it's going to be somehow reduced with ai mm -hmm. uh, at least, uh, in part or, or for for some type of content but yeah it, it was a, a huge thing it was not well paid as it is nowadays but for someone who has just finished his studies, or I think it was for me, it was okay. It was fun. I was learning a lot. I was watching movies, was watching TV shows. So yeah. Mm -hmm. So what happened after this? More did you do this continuously, like all the time? Even if you were doing something else, you still did uh, projects here and there, right? I guess it's 
everybody's yeah, case. Yeah, I continued with audiovisual translation till I don't know. I mean, it, it was recently because it's actually something that I love doing. So, um, but it takes a lot of time when you are when you are translating um, movies. I mean, scripts for for diving for movies, even if the movie is very short. That, that's something that. People Arnold just, Schwarzenegger and uh, <laughs> actors like that are the best, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, those movies where they don't talk. I, I have translated some documentaries about fishing. Those, those were the best <laughs> because they they uh, the script just has two or three words, but in any case, you had to watch the full thing because sometimes they, when they are fishing, they, they they say something that is not scripted. So, but, but yeah, I mean... There's more but, thinking than talking, probably. So th those are the good ones. Yeah, anybody uh, has um, who has done audiovisual translation is always wishing for action movies or things like that, or actors who cannot really speak English. So that's really your preference, right? <laughs> but, but, but then something that also very few people know is that even if you are a very good translator or you believe you have done a great job translating something then there is another person who takes what you have done and he or she is going to destroy everything and add here are things there i mean i'm not talking about the dubbing director uh, but another person who usually is before that says okay yeah but here i will say this or that thing that way so when you go to the cinema to, to see it's not your, your version anymore <laughs> No, no, it has nothing to do with what you did. Sometimes, I mean, they, they are their their proposals are way better than yours. Some mm -hmm. other times, they 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 just ruin or spoil it. But yeah, that that's that's how it works in in that industry. Yeah, for sure. So then, after that bigger part of your time dedicated to this type of projects, so what happened? What did you do next? Did you work at an LSP? Did you? I was, I, I, I don't know, oh. <laughs> I, have been working, I have been working as a freelance translator until recently, actually, uh, for the Spanish standardization body, so mm. for uh, INOR at that time, and I translated a lot of technical uh, standards, mm. European standards, I was actually then, I, I, I was hired by um, an infrastructure company, uh, being in charge of translation, standardization, things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, I learned a lot there. I, I was part of um, working groups in CENELEC, CEN, which are European committees for electrotechnical staff. And that was way difficult uh, at the time <laughs> of meeting. And, and actually, sometimes I had to go with um, some super big bosses and I had to interpret for them, even if I am not wow. But well, I had to do that that job, and that was very difficult because they didn't talk about uh, normal things. But <laughs> yeah, imagine physics, maths, and super complicated stuff. That was very very difficult for me to understand, and then mm. to. And I have been doing that for for a lot of time, for quite a lot of time, um, until I ran out of time and I didn't have more time to to be doing free freelance translations. And um, then he became a localization manager. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I was a project manager for for a company that did mainly things related to the audiovisual mm -hmm. industry for a lot of years, and that was nice. Very bad payment conditions, but I mean, again, I learn a lot. So I, I try always to look at the positive side. Uh, we have to. Side. 
yeah. And uh, yeah, but I learned a lot. I also had the opportunity to translate some movies, something that I liked. I mean, that that's the worst thing that they know you like it. So they they say, oh yeah, you like it. Then you, you, you <laughs> just do it. <laughs> and say, well, okay. So that was the somehow the the situation for a for a lot of years. But I learned a lot. I learned a lot. Yeah, I guess I guess it's the type of work you're never ready for. I mean, compared to other types of translation, just anything can come your way, and you never know. It sometimes it's a super basic type of dialogue, and all of a sudden they just use this expression or talk about this particular subject, and then what are you going to do? Like spend hours just looking for that stuff, and it's, but it's fun. I I particularly like uh, um, uh, reality shows, to be honest. Oh. It's, it's... <laughs> Those are the worst There's a lot of strings, but it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, because I mean, living in the states and all of that, I was kind of used to that. I was there when the Kardashians were born as a show in 2007, so I kind of have that nostalgia. I still watch them, so <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my guilty pleasures. Like I say, I'm always studying. That's what I'm doing. I mean, can you blame me for that? I have to I study have my English. About those about storage rooms and um, oh yes, for sure. That build things yes 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 the storage rooms uh, the, the, the storage wars when they yeah. buy those storage rooms that have been abandoned right people talking over the other and it's impossible, Not impossible. i watch all of that stuff for research you know <laughs> that's what i do that's a pain to translate so, yeah and... it's a reality show i will know it for sure good or yeah. bad i'll know everything <laughs> I mean, it, it was okay. To, to yeah, but it can be learn. it can be very tricky sometimes. Just with a little bit of this or that, you can be wow, like a lot of work, and it's complicated. So then the localization management was a little bit more, uh, with less surprises, I suppose. Right. Yeah. So that's when your SEO and all these things came into your life, right? Yeah. Uh, well, I I didn't. I mean, more more recently, I became mm -hmm. localization manager for for Formlabs, which is a three D printing company in in Germany. Um, and, and, and then, yes, of course I learned, uh, during, during my whole career, I learned about how to position things better online. And of course, mm -hmm. SEO has changed a lot. Uh, I know. <laughs> you, you know. From the days we started. So I remember the very early uh, days of the internet and uh, where people just pasted like a list of 2000 yes. words on a yes, web page. Yes. To, to drive traffic there because it, it worked like that and nowadays that will be that wouldn't work at all but but yes I, I learned a lot about SEO then I had really great um, colleagues at different companies that they also taught me a lot about SEO how to improve how to uh, our content how to optimize it for SEO uh, and then you see the results and and you see it in combination with localization and what you can achieve when when you know about it. Uh, and that was great, yeah. That, that mm. part of localization management, which is the the same I'm doing now, where I provide solutions to to, or that's how I define myself. Um, mm -hmm. provide solutions to 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 problems. So, um, I am a solution maker. Not I don't say I don't I do not say problem solver because problem it's a negative word. But I'm solution. Mm. So when uh -huh. there is a solution that needs. Uh, to be solved, I, I am there, and that's what I do. I I optimize processes, I implement processes, I I study, I research what we do, and and then what I find is uh, the best solutions for for the company to 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 improve our performance and to optimize everything. 
Mm-hmm. So I met you because of SEO, really. I saw an ad, it was probably a year and a half ago, I would say, something like that. And so that that was my first contact with, I was kind of new to LinkedIn and all of that stuff. New, kind of new. I mean, I had been there forever, but since 2007, I guess that they, they had the first or eight or I actually went to their headquarters when they were starting because I was, I, well, the headquarters were still 12 people, I think. And they were at the same um, area where you have the, the Google buildings, right? There was Google, Google, Google. And then at the end of it, there was a, a building for, for LinkedIn. So they were still small. But I mean, I've had a profile for a long time, but really started looking at it properly only in the last year and a half or something. And then that's what happened. I saw an ad for uh, Translastar's uh, boot camp. And I was like, boot camp? Yeah. It sounded scary. But then I was like, what the hell is this? Let me see what this is. This is SEO. And of course I have been working for, I always say this, it's one of my funny stories, I guess, that I started working for this adult company. Uh (laughs) It was an umbrella company that had a lot of companies, but um, about, I guess, 99 at the time, 2010, but they hired me for the marketing department. And my job was to take care of SEO. Okay, for for Portuguese and all that stuff. So first, there was a lot of study to be done, right, about the subject. So that let's say that I can talk about it, right? People are looking for, which is the what are people looking for exactly, right? So, but it worked in a very, like you said, very simple way. It was basically uh, lists of keywords, positive keywords, negative keywords. So I was introduced to this um, to this concept of negative keywords. It's basically the keywords you don't want people to type. To find you, basically. So in this type of industry, it was uh, very interesting how people thought about this and all of that. So I had a lot of meetings about <laughs> about the content, and it was very interesting. My first interview was funny because it was three guys. They just locked me in a room. How comfortable are you with adult content? I had no idea if it was that because when they called me, they didn't say what it was for. So... I knew it was Portuguese, but that's all I knew. So it was it was interesting. And it was an interesting time. Uh, people working there had all sorts of jobs, uh, I mean, or backgrounds. Uh, some of them were like exotic dancers. Other were burlesque dancers. But then others were like full-blown corporate people. So it was a lot of fun. It was very interesting. So yeah, that was yeah, my yeah. introduction <laughs> to SEO. Yeah, for sure. For sure. They actually owned, you know, cams.com and one thing that was called, probably doesn't exist anymore, Facebook of Love. <laughs> Strange stuff yeah, like but that. Yeah, those, those are super big industries, very profitable. So, I mean. Yes, for sure. So we were in the pay-per-click thing and, you know, that kind of stuff. So I kind of was introduced to the whole world. And after that, I went to work for Google. So that, that, that came in handy. <laughs> <laughs> it was all in the family. So that was good. But then when I saw the ad, I was like, oh, I bet 10 years or 11 or whatever, after this situation in my life, this is probably not the same, right? So that's the reason why I decided to, to do the boot camp. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> well, one thing has nothing to do with the other. Of course, it's a lot more complicated. So, but the question is, I saw on LinkedIn that you started Translist Stars in 2019. So was it when you founded the thing and then nothing happened, you had to do your planning, all of that, or did you start full-blown immediately in 2019? And how did this idea come about since the pandemic is what brought all sorts of people to do that, but you did it apparently at least a good year or a year and a half before the big boom of online courses? Yeah, I I have always liked teaching and Mm -hmm. I was a professor at university, also head of studies. 
And uh, that's that's something that I wanted to combine with my knowledge of translation, localization, project management skills. And um, I said, okay, let's do something that can combine those things without having to use. I, I also was working for this uh, other company as a project manager and mm -hmm. there I developed some courses and I said, okay, now mm -hmm. that my own company, I can um, further develop this without having to be locked in a in a room or whatever i mean in the sense that you don't you don't need to invite people to go to mm -hmm. a place that they can just take courses online and that was the idea that was how everything started and uh yeah it, it, i mean at the same time i was working as a localization manager and that's something that i'm i am st i'm still doing and i like to do it because i like to be connected with the real world of translation so i don't want to yes. be yeah, disconnected of um, of that, and uh, yeah, I mean, in in the end, I I what I have achieved is to create something that it's, uh, I mean, it's somehow self service in the sense that we don't need to be behind uh, the curtains doing a lot of things. Of course, there is a lot of work, but I mean, everything, all the process is automated. So you want a course, you buy it, or you want a subscription buy, and you you buy it, and, and everything works pretty well automatically. So then it's more the job of getting in touch with people, um, talking to, to professionals to 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 see if they're interested in. in so in how, what was the first course? Was it, it was definitely not a bootcamp because I was I suppose you have to be no. <laughs> you already have to have some practice to get into that. Um, so what was the first? Was it a shorter thing? Was it yourself? Did you yeah. create it, produce, uh, present it? All of those things, I suppose. Yeah, it it was yeah it, yeah it was a whole adventure. My my idea, I had a plan. <laughs> and and the, the plan was okay. We are going to start with the Spanish um, platform, then we ah. will go Italian, and then with the .dot com one, and that's what we did. Uh, we had plans, or I had plans for uh, for another one, which was the German one, but we mm -hmm. did, we never we never did that. Um, and and then the the Spanish one started with a course that I created on uh, translation. It's more or less technical translation, which is translation of European standards. Mm -hmm. So technical translation in the end and then another one or two courses about audiovisual translation that I didn't create it, it was a someone who has worked with me in in, in the previous companies mm -hmm. and um, then many other courses came so yeah and that but those were the the first ones yeah so that's cool of course you start with what is closest to you it makes yeah. totally makes sense but then uh why did you think about the Spanish and Italian? I'm most curious about the Italian one. The Spanish one, I can understand. But why do you have an Italian platform, a specific one? Because I found it the other day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. We, uh, the idea was, okay, um, I'm half Italian or, or my, my family, some, some parts of my family come from. So your last name sounds a little bit more towards yeah, that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's not your in, last name because, uh, you know, it's the difference between yeah. Portuguese people and Spanish people yeah. and all that because your yeah, mother's yeah. name is at the end. Yeah. In my case, it's my father. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, what, what I did was, I mean, it was a plan also to, to get to... to uh, I market that with with uh, big GDP, so uh, I I thought of Spanish because it's not only for Spain, right? It's yeah, for of the, course, that one makes sense to me. <laughs> so my first language. Uh -huh. So then I said, okay, Italian, which is let's say my my second language. Let's 
let's open it 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 mm. there as well. It's a very strong um very strong country in terms of uh, I mean finance. And and also there was not a lot of competition there. So mm -hmm. I saw it as an opportunity. And then we went for the dot-com one just to try to get to more people in I mean all, all over the world. Also because I we didn't see that there was something like what we were offering in with uh, courses in so many languages and with so many different fields of specialty. I mean, of course, there are other platforms doing some things which are similar and they are doing a great job. But yeah, we, we are mm. different. So these days, how do you decide what kind of subjects you need to have tackled and how do you decide who to to invite for that? Because it's it's not easy. And I've been taking I've been taking taking uh advantage of what you do and actually have had on the podcast people who have created courses for you it's kind of That's also <laughs> a good way for me to look for people so <laughs> I, I love that you invite them that's also very good for 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 translators because people go make the uh connect the 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 dots and and that's okay yes of um, course the idea is to connect dots always yeah yeah, yeah. um um so Oh, sorry, what was the question again? That, that I, so the I, question I, is these days that you invite people, oh, yeah, how yeah, do yeah. you how mm -hmm. do you find them? How do you first how do you decide like how, what kind of subject I'm not gonna tackle this time and who's going to do it? So what I do is I, I do a, a lot of active listening on, on social media. I do a lot of uh, I, I read a lot and uh, I am particularly myself interested in many topics related to mm -hmm. localization. I know the industry, how the industry goes. I attend events. Mm -hmm. So I know what are the trends, where the industry is going, what is needed. So that's what I try to offer to, to our students, something that is going to be useful for them for now, the future. So yeah, that, that's basically it. Then uh, what I do is I, I am connected to um, many people in the industry, some other people um recommend me professionals that could collaborate with us and i go to to them on linkedin i talk to them and i say hey i would like to collaborate with you i've seen your profile i've seen your career and i like it and it would be great if you could share your expertise with with other people so some of them they say oh yeah sure Let, let's do it it's something new it will make me go out of my comfort zone for some other people i mean i don't know i i may have talk to hundreds of people already and uh, they, 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 they everyone everyone has been super polite um even if they refuse they tell me look it's not something for me it's uh, I would love to but I'm not prepared I don't feel prepared to do that so it's okay of course yeah, maybe in the future so but yes that's that's what I do I, I try to see what what is needed in the industry and I try to offer courses that match those needs or that cool upskill people to to get better positions or better payment or better salaries things like that yeah mm -hmm. See, yeah i don't know if there's anyone in the industry that does except the 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 boot camp format for example because i think what uh, diego perez did mm -hmm. was also with that format and that was about the video game localization and now yeah. i know that you might maybe you have something else coming before that but i know that uh so i've had it on the podcast to maria virginia 
And uh, I, I always say Virginia in, in Spanish. It sounds better, I guess. <laughs> she will be doing the course about uh, subtitling, right? Yep. So we talked a little bit about that on, on the podcast. So, I mean, but it's it's a pretty intense format. I mean, when you did it, I, when I attended the bootcamp, it was you who were there. And it was like, it felt so breezy for you. Like, okay, here we are, 10 hours this week, every single day for two hours already when my day is super super long at six in the afternoon and here i am so everything is it's like felt like the day was just starting and you were like super fresh and all of that so i was but, like wow what do you, it's not for everyone to actually be able to to do this in 10 hours so intense like yeah, that. I mean, for me it it energizes me to to mm -hmm. do something like that to get in touch with other professionals like like me and to to share knowledge that that's something that for me it, it gives me life I, I love it then uh, I, I must say that when you when you have a family it it is more complicated because mm -hmm. I need to ask my wife also to okay so you're going to be like two hours somehow alone so I cannot take care of children yeah. and that that makes things uh, a little bit complicated in a family situation when children are very i mean my my, my daughters are three years old and one year old so ah, my my son is three years old so yeah, yeah so, <laughs> when you, so have, you only had one when i did the boot camp <laughs> yeah yeah so so yeah th those situations are some somehow and sometimes difficult to to handle but i mean when you love it and when you do something with passion i think it's yeah, that, that's great. And I love what I did. Yeah, think. it was great. I mean, everybody liked it. I, I think that's what I've always heard. I loved it. And that's how I started following everything that you do. I mean, you work, obviously. And this is why I know that now you're working with someone I've worked with, with Alexander and um, in the oh, yeah. localization management academy, right? So it's yep. called that. So it's your latest baby. Let's call it that. Well, the latest baby is going to be yep. announced tomorrow. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> That's a new baby. <laughs> yeah, that's a new baby. That, that's going to, I hope it's something huge. Um, uh, but yes, the, the latest one was the Localization Management Academy, which mm -hmm. has worked super well. I'm super proud of everything that people have presented there. We had some of the best professionals from the industry. So I feel honored that they uh, accepted our invite to, to, to participate in the program. And it's a program to upskill professionals, translators, linguists, or whomever, uh, to become localization managers, project managers, localization managers. So mm -hmm. I think that's, that's it's a great course because you have people like Alexander, you have people like Miguel Sepulveda, um, even my manager in, in at Sinch, in Bea Redonda, she's fantastic, not only because she's my manager, but <laughs> she's great. And we, we have had a group of professionals that deliver content, deliver, um, yeah, some of the best content I have ever watched uh, or followed. So, I mean, it, it was fantastic. It was really, really fantastic. And um, I know that people who have taken the course, they are super happy and and, and, and they truly appreciated the, the knowledge they, they acquired. And I is think it like the bootcamp format or is it, or is it uh, once a week? Is it, how, how does that go? It's one month, and mm -hmm. in this case, of four weeks, and it's two hours every day, plus ah. three hours. <laughs> two hours every day for a whole month? Yeah, yeah. Uh, ah, that's how you like doing it. I see now. There's a trend. It's like, the, ah, yeah, it's only yeah. a week. No, no, no. Now it's going to be a whole month, and next time, yeah. a whole no, trimester. 
Yeah, that, that's a good point because we, what we have seen is that people prefer to to have longer courses than very short ones. So we tend to offer like this intro too, but people do not like that. They prefer something like, okay, if you are going to sell me something, sell me the 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 full thing, not just an intro to. So that's why mm -hmm. we do something that truly covers what we say we we are we are covering. And yeah, it's it is that format. It's uh, at six. Uh, PM. It's <laughs> your thing. <laughs> so usually good time for people in 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 Europe and in mm -hmm. the US, for example, or America to mm -hmm. watch it, to attend it, and and it has worked very 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 well. And is and it one week per specialist, or are no, they? Uh, no, there are different specialists who have, for example, some people have two hours, um, mm. some people have, um, for example, we had Morana Peric. And she is the she was at that time uh, the localization manager, uh, localization and UX manager at Freenow, this super big company for taxis, deliveries, things like that. Mm -hmm. She has now moved to Depot, and uh, and and she, for example, was two hours. While we had um, other people who were six hours, like my my manager Bea, who was talking about content and the relation of content with uh, localization, SEO and localization. I have learned a lot about SEO from there. So, and it was fantastic. You see it at a different level mm -hmm. in the sense that it's more, what you what you get is strategic skills. So you learn to somehow to how to sell what the localization team is doing to management in a company. Mm -hmm. so that's, mm -hmm. that's interesting. And, and then, of course, you you learn how to manage things and how to approach different problems, situations, and the, the solutions you can you can provide. Mm -hmm. Wow, it's, <laughs> there's a lot. I mean, if people need training, they will come to you, and you can <laughs> provide them Hopefully. with all sorts of things. Because at least in Translo Stars, which I know better, uh, yeah. I know that you have a lot of uh, yeah. subjects, a lot of perspectives, a lot of different people. So yeah. it's really really good. And uh, usually, they either work somehow popular people or they became popular because I I can tell because I've been following him now that I found Diego because of your Translus yeah. Stars course and then it was amazing how things have changed for him so I guess that was an amazing boost not only for the people who were attending the boot camp but definitely yeah. for him also as a professional so I can see what that does to people so that yeah. is pretty nice yeah. so now that yeah. I know that you will have news I will leave it here and maybe <laughs> we need to talk in the near future <laughs> Hopefully, yes. because by the time that this comes out, we will already know what the new baby is because this was going, yeah. it's going to be only the first week of, of uh, probably uh, January or so. So that's going to be that. So thank you so much, uh, Alfonso. I love it. Yeah. Sounds very good. Half in, half in Spanish, half in Italian. <laughs> It's almost a bit like that. Thank you so much. I know you have a super busy schedule life with, with kids and a lot of work and working for a lot of companies and having a lot of companies. So it's your empire, it's the Alfonso empire. So thank you so much for this. And I hope to talk to you very soon about new projects and so. other things. Yeah. Thank okay, you thank so you much. Thank you very yeah. much. Have a good day. You too. Bye.